0: Okay. Hi, everybody, and welcome to On Purpose. I am Dr. John Duffy. I am one of your co-hosts, and with me, I am so excited to say, is Heidi Stevens from the Chicago Tribune. Hi, Heidi. Hi, John. It's so good to be here with you.
1: I'm psyched. This is going to be so much fun.
0: So this is our inaugural podcast. It sure is. Yeah. So what, if I can ask you, I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. Why did we decide to do this? What are we doing here?
1: Oh, this is such a good question. So I think, and tell me if you agree, there is a hunger and a space for a place where we come together uh, once a week and we talk about news and topics that are kind of weaving their way into our parenting, our marriages, our friendships, our dinner conversations, our Facebook posts. Um, So I'll bring my experience writing columns and interviewing people. You'll bring your experience and training and client conversations without you know, giving away anybody's identity (laughs) here. Right. We'll be careful to (laughs) protect Uh, (laughs)
0: confidence here, for sure.
1: Right. Um, And, you know, talk for a half hour every week. Um, Questions, answers, insights, perspective. Um, Hopefully people will... Call in, email yeah. us and offer some of their questions, answers, insights.
0: Yeah, if you have thoughts or questions, you know, you can find us at Heidi Key, Heidi, Heidi Stevens
1: H- H- Balancing
0: Act and oh, yes. right on, on Facebook.
1: That's right. And uh, you can email me at hstevens at chicagotribune.com. Okay. Um but yeah, that's kind of what I think. Yeah. You know, it's our marriages, it's our friendships, it's our parenting, it's all of it. Um, and you know, we'll um, talk about what we have done and are doing that works and what we have done and are doing that doesn't work.
0: Yeah. So we will be as self-effacing as we're willing to be.
1: I think so. That's (laughs) what I picture. What do you picture? I
0: picture exactly that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I think that there's this element of kind of the slice of life thing here, not just in Chicago, but everywhere. And I think people want to reflect on what's going on in their lives. And, And I think we can give them an opportunity to do that from two point of view that would seem disparate, but the more I read what you write and the more I think about my work, the more I think, Wow, it's it's amazing the overlap we run into.
1: There's quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I get that feeling too when I watch you talk and and listen to you on the radio and and have hosted you obviously on Facebook Live. Um and yeah, I think um I think people are going to I hope find some some use in what we have to say and and I think that's partly why we came up with the name on purpose, right? Yes. So that we approach these conversations and these relationships and these chapters of our life mindfully and ideally with some purpose. Yeah, some intention,
0: them. right? Intention, yeah. exactly. So before we get started, because ha- I think we have a great idea for this first episode, yeah. we should probably talk about who we are.
1: We should talk about so who we okay.
0: are. tell us about us, S- uh, about you in S- particular.
1: So I'm a columnist at the Chicago Tribune. I've been there forever, um, 21 years almost. Are you serious? I am so serious. I did not know that. I started there in 98 as an intern. I was 23 years old and I just never left. I just am hanging on for dear life. Uh,
0: (laughs) This, by the way, is I don't believe true. Um, (laughs) Heidi's column, if I can interrupt, is um, my breath of fresh air for the day. And I think that's true for a lot of people here in Chicagoland when we are bogged down by headlines and the State of the Union and whatever else is going on, you get to read Heidi and there's this this hope and there's this perspective that you bring that nobody else anywhere in this media brings.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah. That is very nice to hear. Um, that's certainly a mission of mine. So thank you for making me feel like I'm meeting it sometimes. I think you're meeting <laughs> it.
0: I think you're achieving it well. Oh, well, thank you.
1: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I write a daily column. It's called Balancing Act. It's five days a week online. And then you'll see it in print here and there too throughout the week. Uh, I've been writing that about six years, I think it launched in 2013, And uh, apart from work, I am a mom. I have two kids of my own, and then I have a stepson who's a senior in high school. And I'm married to Michael Phillips, who's the film critic at the Tribune. Um, Brilliant film
0: critic. Thank you. I
1: agree. Um, Second marriage for me. We blended our families, and so that's, you know, um, fun and also all sorts of layers.
0: There. Of course, yeah, <laughs> there's a of lot which going we'll on.
1: Peel away and talk about while we're here, I think. Um so yeah, that's me. And yeah. uh and who are you?
0: Okay, so I'm John Duffy. I am a former recovering CPA. Um and I have been an uh, a psychologist for 24 years, maybe 25 now. Um I tend to work with teen and teenage kids and their parents. I've written a couple of books on that. One of them is coming out in September. Um, I am married to Julie, who I make a podcast with as well. Uh, that podcast is called Better. Uh, I am a dad to George, who is 23 and awesome and... Probably my best friend on earth, and we can talk about whether that's appropriate or not. It's I just love a it. fact. I think it's really um, appropriate. And, uh, and every once in a while, I like to play, pick up the guitar and awesome. try some different things. And I love this media stuff. And um, so I'm trying to diversify my career a little bit. And, uh, and sometimes I get to sit down with Heidi Stevens and talk about stuff.
1: I like it. Yeah. So, CPA to therapist is probably
0: not a super typical. Wildly atypical Roud, jump. It? <laughs> no, it's, it's uh, it, it, it is probably a topic for a different day. But yeah. it is uh, it, it it's um it's the story of my life that is probably most important and most liberating, and um it's it speaks to how important it is to find your wheelhouse something that really suits you because that's the only way you can be of service, I think, to anybody else. Because I can tell you with great certainty, in the six and a half years I spent at Arthur Anderson, I don't know that I changed anybody's life yeah. in a dramatic way.
1: <laughs> well, there's some power to realizing that you have a desire to change people's
0: lives, right? right? You got to know that about yourself before you decide to do it. This is true. And sometimes yeah. um, what helps you know for sure you're in the wrong thing are ongoing panic attacks. Uh That was... (laughs) Those were very handy to me Uh in (laughs) retrospect.
1: Wow, this is useful. I'm panicking (laughs) again. Maybe I should journal.
0: Right, Um, right.
1: Okay, so that should be a topic one week, but this week we're going to talk Valentine's Day and romance and marriage. Yep. Right? Because Valentine's Day is coming right up.
0: Yep, we're right there.
1: So let me ask you right off the bat, are you pro-Valentine's Day? Are you anti-Valentine's Day? Are you Valentine's Day agnostic? How do you feel about this holiday?
0: Okay, so this is exactly, you prepped me for this question, so I had thought about it. This is exactly how I feel. For my client couples, I'm very pro-Valentine's Day because anything that jumpstarts their connection with one another in a positive way, I'll take it. I don't care if it's a Hallmark holiday. I don't care if it's manufactured. It doesn't matter to me personally, my silent protest to <laughs> <laughs> to Valentine's Day is I usually do something on the thirteenth instead of the fourteenth, oh, like and, and Julie will know this about me. Like yeah. you know, if she's gonna get flowers or we're gonna go out, it's going to be on the thirteenth, and right. then the fourteenth will be like
1: nobody told me to do this. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> It's not a calendar. It's organic, and it's yeah. because I love you. Right, right,
0: exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> right, I just it, it just happens to be the day before Valentine's right. Day, which I will ignore. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, so I had such an interesting. Interview Interview once with Gary Chapman, do you know the guy who wrote the love languages books?
0: Oh, yeah, the five love languages. Yeah. Right, right. Right,
1: which I kind of subscribe to. Um, and I feel like we were talking about actually Mother's Day, but I think you can apply his advice to really honestly any holiday. And he said that couples, especially couples who find themselves, you know, sort of at odds about yeah. like, I think that's a stupid holiday, I think it's the most important day of my life, um, should sit down and say, like, okay. Let's make it about Valentine's Day for our purposes. Um, what do you remember about Valentine's Day from when you were a kid? Right. Um, what about those memories do you kind of hang on to and want to carry into adulthood? And what about those memories do you sort of um, feel eh about and would prefer to leave behind?
0: Interesting.
1: Um, and then how do you think we should as a couple... Treat this holiday right. in our lives. So that you're also in the process learning a little about each other and about your background and about your hopes and dreams. And so it's not just like it's a Hallmark holiday, I hate it, or yeah. it's a Hallmark holiday, but I love it. It's like, we'll get it why? And get it like, you know, hey, we can actually take this thing and um calibrate it yep, and yep. make it our own.
0: Yeah. What I've always liked about his work, um, I I think it turns a lot of people off, men in particular, because the five love languages sound so soft. But actually, it's really, really solid work in kind of thinking about, like, how we communicate with one another. And oftentimes, couples miss each other because they're literally speaking different languages right. right and and so it's like you really don't get me and when somebody says that in a relationship usually that's true yeah. you know usually there's not that pause like yeah i don't i don't think we're speaking the same language we're i'm going to have to work to learn yours you're going to have to work to learn mine i yeah. think there really is something to that
1: and you have to tell the other person yours
0: Yes. Right? Yes. So, so it's this not is-
1: just enough to identify that you're not speaking the same one. It's like, oh, and, he- and actually here is mine. Right. I speak physical touch or i speak yeah. words of affirmation or
0: and and if you read his work it's very clear that there isn't a right one for anybody who's looking to say you know that's like right. you speak the wrong love language right. and that, that's <laughs> why we're not that's why our relationship physical is touch falling is
1: apart stupid right. <laughs> <was> stupid language <laughs>
0: <laughs> right so what what i find in couples that i work with when things fall apart and and i think this dovetails with what we're talking about is they un almost to a couple under-communicate. Mm-hmm. They communicate too little about how they feel. Mm-hmm. And so the argument kind of ends there. You yeah. know, it kind of gets to this point where it's like, you've done this and this pisses me off or this hurts my feelings. You've done this and the same, you know, um we'll take this up another time or something mm-hmm. like that, or just spirals into something that is absolutely maladaptive and makes you feel further apart, not closer together. Yep. And his work can kind of suggests, oh, suddenly even those arguments can bring you closer together if you're willing to find the same language, if yep. you're willing to speak and, and to communicate more. Does, and I always tell couples, say the next thing. So oftentimes mm-hmm. somebody will say like, you know, well, you, you make me feel crappy when I get home from work. This happened recently in my office, and um, and he wanted to leave it at that. Like you know, you make me feel feel bad when I come home from work, and so I don't even want to come home. I want to go to a bar, and um, and I asked him. So she she felt compelled to say something, and mm-hmm. I asked him, say the next thing, you know, say how that makes you feel specifically. Yeah, and he said, you know, I feel dismissed. I feel ignored. I feel like you don't care. Mm-hmm. And then I felt like okay. Now we got something to work with, you right. know, like now we can actually talk about what that means. You right. know, now that you've made yourself a little bit vulnerable in your marriage, we have something we can, we can tinker with here.
1: Now it's not an accusation and a defense. Yeah. It's a feeling. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And That's feelings weird. are way easier to work with. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're, because they're understandable, they're, it's hard to refute somebody's feelings. Yeah. You know what I mean? If yep. If they come across honestly and it's not just anger. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. Okay, so you and Julie have been married how long?
0: 28 years this year.
1: Wow. I know. Okay, that's by itself awesome. Um and what would you say is a secret to keeping that marriage not just together but happy? You guys seem very happy together.
0: We're very happy together. Not that we don't have our moments. Of we we absolutely have our moments where We are pointy with one another. This is what we use in our house. Mm. It's like, you know, not not like you're being an ass or, you know, like, what's wrong with you? It's like, you're being a little pointy. What's Mm. up? You know? And, and, yeah, it gives you something to work with. Um, So what works for us is we um, spend time together no matter what's going on. Even if we feel like we're miles apart, I've been working too much, Julie's been out of town, whatever, she's been with her parents. Um we we like to spend some time together. Usually it's facing each other like you and I are doing right now and we find the common ground where we can laugh together. So mm. there's this um, so huge. Right? So huge. Yeah. Um because when you think about the emotional bank account, which Heidi, you're gonna get so sick of me <laughs> saying those I words. I love the emotional bank account. <laughs> this is my favorite concept in any relationship.
1: It's so easy to paint a picture of in your head and i i'm I'm a fan
0: right so 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 if you're in the black right and Mm -hmm. humor automatically put you in the black even if it's totally. dark like um this is only humor in our family right this is our our in joke that gets you a long long ways with your kids with your spouse um with anybody mm-hmm. so julie and i will sit across from each other and eventually we can get to the place where we are laughing even if what we're arguing about is absurd mm-hmm. we can laugh and then we're fine you know what I mean? Then we yep. feel like, all right, we're back, we're good. Yep. You know, and we can have that that moment, and then enjoy hours and hours of time together. Yep. You know, because um, there's nobody I'd rather hang out with. We are together a lot when I'm when one of us isn't working. Yeah. We hang out together because there's nobody else I'd rather be with. Yeah. You know, virtually ever. Yep. That's yeah. great. I love So, that. so with you and Michael. You guys seem very happy together. I've had the luxury of seeing you two together in the same room.
1: We are extremely happy together. And I will say um, there's a lot telling you that a second marriage won't work. And actually, statistically, it's less likely to work than a first sure. marriage. People who get remarried are you know, statistically more likely to get divorced and all that. I, um, My experience is that the second marriage is the one that I understood myself enough to enter into with um, more thought and care and attention to what I need and what a marriage needs and what a partner needs um, it's, um, we're kind of like stupid happy together mm-hmm. and, um, and it's great. And I will say that, um, a, a secret that I'll tell to anybody who will listen to me, <laughs> <is> about, <laughs> uh, we, we took a trip, um, with another couple and, um, it wasn't going all that well. And, you know, traveling with, Other people is
0: it's hard. It's It's stressful, right? I mean, you're used to your own routines, but you're not used to somebody else's, and yeah, it's definitely a crapshoot.
1: Yeah, even if you're close to them, even if you're close to them, yeah. And there's all sorts of stuff that you put on vacation time that you don't necessarily put on a Thursday night, whatever. So it's loaded. It's loaded for sure, right? For sure, it wasn't going well, and every time we got alone, um, I pretty much complaint um <laughs> like oh can you believe he said blah 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 or oh my god can you believe she wants to blah 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 or, like i'm just you know what i'm actually bored I, these are the kinds of things i was saying all he did was basically echo back what i said back to me like seriously so boring i'd be like oh they're kind of boring they're so boring I'd be like, I, you know, I can't believe she wants to blah, blah, blah. He's like, I can't believe she wants to blah, blah, blah. Like, he uh-huh. pretty much just parroted me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is not actually that hard to do. But what I didn't need was someone saying, um, well, hon, I don't know if she meant it that way. Or, well, it's two days. Why don't you fix your attitude? Or, like, there was no scolding. There was no perspective shift suggesting. There was just sort of like, I hear you. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, and I was telling Bella about it, you know, our mutual friend, right. Bella Gandhi, and she was like, he was Team Heidi. I'm like, that's exactly what it was. He was that's Team great. Heidi. Yeah. And And to the degree that I can carry that approach through most of our conversations, certainly it's not realistic to carry it into all of them, but if we're talking about our day at work, if we're talking about a parenting struggle, if we're talking about just about anything, if I can start from a place of like, well, be team Michael, Um, you know, don't jump to the, I'm going to fix this for him. I'm going to tell him the list of things he did wrong, should have done instead, should try next time. I'm going to, I'm going to start from a place of like, man, you're kidding me. That sucks. Yes. Or like, he, he did not say that to you. Shut up. Like you really like you would with a friend. Yeah. And um, right. It's
0: pretty easy to be team friend, right? It really team is. Friend. It is,
1: And somehow it just doesn't stay easy with a spouse.
0: It's interesting because sometimes with a spouse, it feels like your suffering has to trump their suffering. Right. That's so true. Yeah. And yeah. Um, that is a fallacy. I think culturally we've kind of created that is Absolutely pointless and it makes our relationships pointier than they need to be. Yep. And if we can soften that and be team one another, right. Uh, we're doing we're doing pretty well.
1: Right. Yeah. I I think that is so key. And you know, the idea of saying like to your partner, Oh, I didn't get any sleep this week. And instead of the partner being like, You didn't get any sleep, Did you see what time I had to get up. Instead being like Ah, oh, it's the worst, isn't it? You just don't feel like yourself. Yeah, like you, which is what you probably would say to a friend. Like,
0: absolutely.
1: Yeah, um, we very rarely feel this need to like one up our friends.
0: Right. So we tend to under communicate with our spouses in that way, and not give them what they need when they're not asking for much. Right? right. They're not even asking. Like when you're when you come to Michael and say they're so boring, you're not saying. Fix it. Right. You know, like Make start dancing. Start <laughs> 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 You're right. just saying like, work with, be with me on this. Cheer and he's like, and he picks up on the cue and says, yeah, man, they are, this is trap. Yeah. Like, you know, and sorry. then, you know, so there's a lot of messages in there, but my favorite might be, it suggests Oh yeah, you guys are in it together, we're right? In you it know, together. so like, no matter what, you it, you can catch a glance at the table an hour right. later right. and be like, yeah, there's another example of it. There we go. Yep. And that partnership thing, man, that carries you a long way.
1: It totally does. I feel like the more you can approach all your stuff with like we're in this together and avoid, um, I guess, a power struggle. I feel like often um, marriages that aren't going along real well or aren't real happy have someone feels a little bit in charge of the other person. Yeah. They feel a responsibility to fix the person or guide the person to a better version of themselves or just sort of have the upper hand. Yeah, And that strikes me, you'll know better than, than I do, um, but it strikes me as a tough dynamic to carry around for a bunch of years without you know some resentment sneaking its way in cuz you don't really feel like
0: equals oh for sure and and resentment to me is so toxic in relationships like that that's there there are very few things that can poison a relationship to its demise. And Mm -hmm. resentment actually, I think, is one of them. And I think it's actually an artifact, again, of under-communicating, because typically if we resent something, it probably has something more to do with us than them. You know what I mean? If you you really work it through. But we have this inclination in marriages, intimate relationships, to win something. Mm. Um, With the a uh, false belief that if I win something, I won something, as opposed to if I win something, we kind of both lost. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because, right, you know, I've made you feel bad. And, you know, what was the point of that? You yeah. know what I mean? As opposed to both of us feeling like we worked something through together.
1: Now I'm standing here next to someone who feels bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's hardly a victory. No. No. And and it's going to carry into the next thing. Right. You know, these things accumulate over time. They're not it's not a zero sum game. It adds up.
1: It sure does. Yeah. 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 I know the, the the times that we are the happiest are when I feel like we're in this together, whatever this is. Um, that we're laughing, uh, you, you know, laughter is huge. Yes. And it really, and and that one of us isn't in charge of the other one's stuff, that we're yep. just there to sort of help carry it, right? Yep, yep. And it, tr- you know, the the sex is better when it's like that. The conversations are better when it's like that. The parenting is feels less, like, fraught because I, I do think that you can then transfer onto your kids, like, well, this relationship better be fantastic because my marriage isn't or, you know, I I think you put all sorts of pressure on the other parts of your life to sort of live up to what isn't happening in.
0: Oh, definitely. And to your sex is better point. Like, so that probably caught people's attention because that's something I think everybody wants to be really great in their relationship. Yeah. But if the relationship isn't great, that's not going to be great. It's a problem I have kind of ongoing with sex therapy. Yeah. It's like, well, if we're just going to focus on that, and all sorts of other things are going sideways. Right. That's really not going to work very well. Right.
1: Because it's a symptom, right?
0: Yes. It's a symptom. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know how you can be vulnerable and enjoy yourself and think about someone else's enjoyment if you're not sort of connected to them.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: In a marriage, I mean, I suppose it's different when you're in college and.
0: You know. Yeah. Right. 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 I think <laughs> Finding, we're talking about like maybe yeah. a more la- longstanding right, exactly. adult relationship. I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and um, just just to add one or two more points. Part of it also is um, the person we probably take most for granted in the world after a while is the person we're married to or mm-hmm. we're living with or whatever. And um, I always bristle at this idea. People will come into my office frequently this has happened on the radio recently where somebody said, yeah, you know, marriage just takes a ton of work and then, and then you can usually like eke it out. And I loathe that scarcity concept about marriage because I actually think marriage takes very little work. I think it takes a lot of attention, Mm -hmm. you know. And um, one thing Julie and I stumbled across is we started making this podcast a couple of years ago, and we were sitting across from each other. We were looking at each other. We were listening to each other for a couple hours when we normally wouldn't. And our advice at the end was – we think you guys ought to all make a podcast. Right. <laughs> we, a podcast.
1: we couldn't think of another <laughs> like way to accomplish that. You're going to podcast. You're going to podcast.
0: <laughs> but, but the idea that it's work, I think, sets it up so that it's arduous. Right. And, res- and therein lies some of the resentment, I think, is like, totally. you know, I resent you because you're taking up my time and my energy and I'm used to controlling things and you're not controllable.
1: Also, work is attached to a paycheck and a promotion and some accolades, and yeah. you're like, "Hey, I'm putting in all this work. Where's my
0: yeah? Where's my field payback? Yes, you know. Yes,
1: um, which is yeah. I, I like attention versus work. That's yeah. actually a huge um, reframing. That yeah, and and, and the
0: attention isn't awful. It should be. You might have to work some things through, but you're also going to enjoy some of that time. You're with this person for a reason. You chose this person. You right. know, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So what do you um, what do you tell people who come into your office? I I know there's a hundred different variables, but is there a place that you get people to start that translates almost couple to couple to couple? Yeah.
0: What yeah. Is it? So here's here's the um, this is something I started with with parenting. So if I every once in a while, I'll work with an anxious parent and they'll kind of just fire off material at their child until they're like that Charlie Brown mom's blah, 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 blah. Um, And I usually take that parent aside and I do this with spouses too. And I say, okay, you have a hundred percent in your mind. You can only speak 25%. So you have to really think about what you're going to say, especially Mm -hmm. if you're in conflict, you really got to think about it because you can only speak 25%. The rest of it, is going to have to wait or it's just permanently out there in the ether. And if you really think about what you want to say to your partner, usually kindness kind of comes through. Yeah. Usually if you're thinking about it, it's softer and gentler and kinder than it would ever be if it were just like, I'm going to say everything that's on my mind until I get it off my mind and onto yours.
1: Yeah, yeah. right. Like there's this layer of crap and I have to... Get it off to get to the good stuff.
0: And I think it's just a bad message for relationships that, that, you know, this is why we're in marriages, right? In order to just, like, download all our crap onto another person. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, in marriage, as a concept has changed so much, I have to believe for the good, right? I mean, we don't actually need marriage in the way we used to need marriage. Definitely and so not. Now they can be entered into really for only the best of intentions. You don't need, you know, a partner to help you plow your field and you don't need a part. You don't even need a partner to have kids. No. Right. So, you know, you can wait around until you find someone you're nuts about. Right. Um, and then you can really work at it- staying crazy about each other that's
0: yep. worth that's worth lingering on for a second right is that is that you, none of us needs to be married that that is i think a bit of an outmoded concept and it's going to be increasingly outmoded so if we're choosing that choose that out of a place of joy right mm-hmm. and and of connection I, I what did you say you and michael were you were like almost irrationally yeah, like happy, happy. <laughs> <laughs> i love that i mean yeah. if you're not feeling that then maybe don't get married, married, right? You know what I mean? Then it's okay to be dating, you know, like I think that's okay. Yeah, Uh, And that doesn't take anything away or make your life any less valuable or anything like that. But if you feel that with somebody, marriage is pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's a lot of fun. It's very, it fulfills one's life.
1: That's right. And, and if you don't feel like, if you don't feel that, it's, incredibly lonely and I just I feel like saying that because I have also been that person who's in a marriage that's not stupid happy right and it's hard it's yeah. lonely and and I can imagine hearing a conversation like this and thinking uh I I can't relate to any of that right um I could never get to that place there's no amount of laughter <laughs> right there's right, no right. amount of sitting across from each other and pretending <laughs> to do a podcast <laughs> that would make us uh the right fit. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And so and so that's the reality too. You know, there Definitely. you know, there are marriages that that cannot just have a formula applied to them and then they'll become happy. Agreed. Um but I and, do... and that's
0: okay, right? I mean, so having been in a second marriage, my wife was married before she and I got married and she felt like Okay, we tried that and that really wasn't good for if it wasn't good for me. So it couldn't have been good for him. Mm -hmm. And so out of deep respect for each other, we decided this this wasn't going to work. And it it, certainly she was more out than he was. Mm -hmm. But I think that was might have been a codependence element or something like that. But. You know, I think it's okay sometimes when this isn't the right thing. Yep. Even once marriage is engaged in, right? It's like, yep. okay, this isn't this doesn't work for either of us. Let's move on yeah. respectfully.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And some of these holidays, you know, we're talking about Valentine's as kind of a, you know,
0: a fun. Little linchpin. Something right. to start with. Yeah.
1: Right. But sometimes they can be really hard when you're... In an unhappy place. Oh, yeah. You're not with someone and you'd like to be with someone. You're with someone and it feels like the wrong someone. It can be hard.
0: Right. And and maybe one thing about relationships, if we take a step back, is there – if you can take the should out of it, I should be in a relationship Mm -hmm. by now in my life or something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, I, I I always feel like, "Mm, I don't know if that's helpful thinking, you know what I mean? Like just, just like marriage isn't necessary. I don't think being married by a particular time or being in a, in a very serious relationship by a particular time is necessary. If it's something you really want, I, I will say like, you know, I was a I was terrible at being single. I was bad at dating, and being married was the only thing that was going to make my life fulfilling. <laughs> I needed... I didn't exist until somebody bore witness to the whole yeah. thing <laughs> <laughs> You <needed an> audience. <laughs> yeah I needed I needed the audience I needed to come home and say I need a podcast right. with Heidi Stevens today my going home and just sitting with that that wasn't going to do it no, for right. me yeah yeah <laughs> right so so judging yourself for any element of it I think is not necessary yeah yeah and no. you can you can go and do whatever you want on February 14th and that's okay too
1: that's right and yeah. you can give your wife flowers the day before yeah and... <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Okay, we've probably talked a half hour, have we?
0: I think we've absolutely talked a half hour.
1: Okay, this was good.
0: Yeah, yeah. So this, guys, is on purpose. This is the kind of stuff we're going to talk about. If you have any thoughts, questions, comments, write us um, at...
1: At Heidi... Nope. At H Stevens <laughs> at chicagotribune.com.
0: Um, and I am desperately trying to change my email from... <laughs> aol which i'm mortified about so by the end of the weekend i should be john dr john duffy at gmail.com oh good i have entered the 90s okay
1: good i feel better about that i was a little like i can't tell people he has
0: (laughs) (laughs) so this is on purpose guys we'll talk to you next time
1: thanks for joining us